Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 93, D23. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. Hey, Pete, how you doing? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World experience, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So we've got an all-news episode tonight. We are recording this on Sunday night, so just after D23 ended. I don't know if I'll get this up Monday or Tuesday. Probably going to be Tuesday, but uh, we'll, we'll push this out as quick as we can. Decent amount of news. Kind of an underwhelming D23 as far as, uh, as, far as parks go this year. A lot of stuff that we already kind of knew about. Yeah, I would agree with you. I, I thought with everything Universal's announced... And Disney kind of being quiet and confident, it's, I figured they were going to have a huge park news for Walt Disney World. And they had, I mean, they had a lot of park news, but not all of it revolved around Walt Disney World, obviously, as you can imagine. And I'm with you. I was expecting bigger things. But there were, there were some exciting things, for sure, that were shared. Absolutely. So we're not going to do any real news tonight, since this is all going to be news. But before we get into talking about D23, let's pause for just a minute to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. All right, well, let's roll right into all the exciting announcements that came out of D23. And let's start with the general kind of news that doesn't really apply to any specific park, but is out there. One of the first things that I saw, they, they brought the CEO of Target out on stage and Target is now going to have Disney stores. So anytime you go to Target, you can get a little piece of Disney. Pretty wild. You know, I, I usually try to avoid the Target trip with my wife. She loves going to Target, but now I guess... Guess I'll be going as well. Yeah, I mean the I think I think categories are already up on the Target website. They are expected to open four or twenty five of these by October fourth, and forty more by October twenty twenty. So we'll look forward to that. I don't know that this was explicitly announced during D twenty three, but the Skyliner is expected to open now at the end of September. So just gonna miss the next trip by or miss it on the next trip by about a week or so. Yep. Not not super excited about that, but they did. I know they did mention the Skyliner during the uh, during the parks discussion. 
I mean, it's again, it's something that we've already known about. We've already kind of had a general sense of when it is going to open, what it's going to do, where it's going to be, all that kind of stuff, and how miserable and sweaty it's going to be when it's 105 degrees outside and it stops directly over the water. Yeah, no, it's uh, not air conditioned as we've reiterated numerous times, and it'll. I, I cannot wait to actually ride the Skyliner. I definitely will try it in October, and then again in December. I'm anticipating December is going to be more comfortable. Do you think it's going to be better or worse than the line for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? That that queue is the hottest place in all of the world. I think what they actually do is suck cool air out and pump hot air in because and I've moisture. never been more miserable. Because it, it is 99% humidity in there, I think. It's bad. It's bad. But it'll be, it, it may, be, may be right there with it. So a, a little bit of cruise ship news here, and I kind of appropriate because in a future episode we will be talking tom did a disney cruise recently so we won't spend too much time on this but disney's building three new cruise ships is that correct yeah three new so they already have four cruise ships to give you a little bit of background there and they announced three additional ones i mean exciting disney cruises are wildly popular i think disney does very well in this portion of their business and they you know they cruise all over the world so Adding additional ships just gives them the additional opportunity to have more ships in more places at the same time. And so they did announce the uh, one of the new ships will be called the Disney Wish. They also announced a new Disney-operated port of call, much much like Castaway Key in the Bahamas, called Lighthouse Point, and, and actually brought Joe Rohde out to talk about this, uh, this new development. Joe obviously was uh, involved in Alawani down in Hawaii and Animal Kingdom, and and he talked about how they're partnering with local artists and craftsmen and and this and that to to really capture the spirit of the Bahamas, as as well as a focus on environmentalism. So, look forward to seeing what Disney does with that. If it's anything like Castaway Key, uh, people are people are really going to enjoy it. Plus, it, it I guess it keeps Disney from having to go anywhere else other than places they own and control, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, what next? Um, Disney Genie. Did you see this? So I did not. So I, to, to give some background here, I was very busy this weekend, and I, I have barely looked at this. But the Disney Genie will, will aid you in your planning of your vacation. It's like a trip planner for Disney. Uh, I believe the Genie can book reservations for you, fast passes for you. Be really good for first-timers, uh, for like itineraries at Disney can pick stuff like Royal Princess Day or Thrill Seekers. It's going to optimize your day for you, but also be fully customizable. Yeah, and so this is, there are a couple of, you know, popular apps that do trip itineraries, and and this is Disney doing it for you. I don't think we'll get much use out of it, and I say that maybe it makes it a lot easier to get fast passes. If, If there were some kind of fast pass search function, I'm in on this. Yeah, if it searches fast passes on its own in the background, I'm totally in on it. Because that's that's what I mean. That'd be the ultimate end game. I don't think it's going to have that functionality, but but who knows? Maybe it will. Maybe it'll be a game breaker for everybody. But of course, Disney Genie. You know, you've got the Genie from Aladdin representing this, and yeah, it's it's going to be a trip planning app. Again, probably not going to be great for people who do this on on a regular basis, annual pass holders, people who go several times a year. But I think this is really going to help. People who don't know what Disney has to offer, they just know what they like to do. I think this is going to help them develop kind of an itinerary for 
for their trip. So hopefully they won't go back and say, Disney sucks. All we did was wait in line all day. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we've talked about that on the podcast. I hate when I hear people say that. when they I feel bad for them I mean, because maybe they didn't know what they were doing or, or no one helped kind of guide them in the right direction. So you're right. Hopefully this, this helps optimize the day for everyone who visits Disney. And really, you shouldn't be waiting in lines all that much at Disney World. I mean, there are a couple of key attractions that, yes, you're going to wait in line for, even if you have a Fast Pass reservation, but you really shouldn't be doing that much waiting in line. So, yeah, hopefully this will help. Another piece of news that came out, Reflections will feature a Princess and the Frog-themed restaurant on the water. Reflections, uh, kind of treehouse-type suites. Looks interesting. Yeah, and this is the new resort that Disney's opening going to be a dvc resort it, it looks it looks cool that the theming is nature inspired i guess that'd is, be a good is, way to describe it yep is how you would describe it and they showed some images of of yeah treehouse suites and then some a-frame houses on the on the side of the lake there yeah princess and the frog really the first presence that i know of uh, of tiana in the uh, in the parks you know the only other reference they had to tiana i believe they had a dessert party at one yeah, point. Yeah, you're right. Tiana's Riverboat Party. Don't think it's still there. But yeah, this will be interesting. I mean, Disney's, there's there's another resort we're going to discuss here soon, but Disney's obviously ramping up with all the new thing, things they have coming. They need more space. And I mean, that's why Disney partnered with hotels in the Disney Springs area, because they were running out of space for people. And this is another opportunity for Disney to entice people to come down. So a couple, couple other just general pieces of news. Uh, Cirque du Soleil has announced in partnership with Disney a new show uh, that's going to be based on the animation of Disney. Not a whole lot was mentioned about this, other than the animations are actually going to interact with the performers, which I which I thought sounded kind of cool. Didn't really describe how that was going to how that was going to happen or how that was going to work. But I think tickets for this are already on sale. This is of course going to go at Disney Springs, and it's expected to debut in 2020. I think early 2020, March or April, if I'm not mistaken, is when this is going to debut. So if you're into Cirque du Soleil, you know, go see this. Could be kind of cool. Yeah, this doesn't move the needle for me. It's not something I'm necessarily into, but people that go love the show, and it's a lot of fun for your family. I think in order for me to do something like this, I'm going to have to spend a pretty significant amount of time at Disney World, you know, on the order of seven to ten days, and be tapped out on the parks before I uh, before I go do something like this. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. So finally, I just want to mention that Disney did announce uh, a Marvel-themed land called Avengers Campus that'll be going into Disney's California Adventure and Disneyland Paris. I'm I'm frankly upset we're not getting this. There, you know, as far as attractions, there's going to be a Spider-Man ride where you will actually get to shoot webs with Spider-Man, and then an Avengers e-ticket adventure ride. So both of them sound awesome and i'm kind of sad that that'll never happen at disney world yeah I'm, I'm with you here avengers is wildly popular and we all love new attractions and we're getting some cool new attractions but i i wish that it you know i wish that uh disney world rather was was announced with this it just i guess there's an excuse now to go over to california adventure you know the other other piece of news that that is uh kind of general that frustrated me was the fact that disneyland is getting a new daytime parade yeah, I, I saw that. And I just that don't is get really it. frustrating. I don't understand. You either that's fine if you want to give give Disneyland a new parade, but you need to move paint the night 
or is that what that's the nighttime parade there, right? They've got paint the night. They had the Main Street Electric Light Parade was there. I mean, move something back to Disney. Move something to Disney World. Yeah, I, I just Magic Kingdom without a nighttime parade just it, it boggles my mind. I don't understand that. I don't, I don't understand, understand how we've allowed it for so long. You know, and I and I don't understand why they they have seemingly no desire to move. I mean, I get the projection show is a big deal. You can do the nighttime parade before that. Yeah, you certainly can. I mean, they did it for for how long with the Main Street Electric Light Parade? Yeah. Some nights they had two showings of it. I I guess they feel like that's enough, right? I I don't I don't understand the logic here, but Disney World at night is just not. I mean, Magic Kingdom at night in particular is not the same without a nighttime parade. You know, it's it's great when you go to the ticketed events and you know, not so scary or very merry because you get your nighttime parade back and it's wildly popular. Yeah, you you would think that that would be something that Disney would see and, and recognize, but it's but it's not for for whatever reason. So yeah, I, I saw that too and was a little little perturbed that here we go, we've got a new parade at Disneyland, but but nothing announced for Magic Kingdom. Well, let's let's go into the parks themselves actually, and let's start with Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom because we don't have anything for them. Apparently, they were neglected. I know that Magic Kingdom's got a lot announced already. As far as the work that's being done there, you've got Tron Light Cycle Power Run, which I don't think that's what it's going to be called at Magic Kingdom. But there is some stuff happening there. Really nothing for Animal Kingdom. There's some rumors of an e-ticket attraction coming, but nothing officially announced at D23. And, I, and I'll tell you on the that rumor, 2024 is the time frame. So it's got quite a bit of time to uh, develop here. And obviously there is there are rumors about Animal Kingdom. Zootopia would fit in perfectly at Animal Kingdom, right? But Disney did just spend all the money on Galaxy's Edge. So not sure how, how eager they are to, to put more money in the pipeline at this point. But Hollywood Studios, obviously we've got Galaxy's Edge opening this week. Hopefully we'll be able to give you a firsthand report here very shortly, uh, within the next couple of weeks. But... Uh, but yeah, it's opening when this episode releases will be what, two days? Yeah, it'll be a couple days away and it's it's exciting. If you follow um any, you know, Disney YouTube folks, they have had a media event, they've been in, they've seen it at Walt Disney World. A lot of them went out to Disneyland as well and saw it. Just to remind everyone they are identical to each other. So you generally have an idea of what's going to be there. But man, I cannot I cannot emphasize enough how much Hollywood Studios needs that one from just the space and letting crowds go elsewhere, and then two from the actual attractions and things to do. You know, it, it desperately needs this. And we'll get into this a little bit next week. But I mean, how miserable was Hollywood Studios when you were recently there? Yeah, I, I've never seen a Disney park like that in my life. And and I and you know I'll allude to just to, for those Disney goers out there, the wait the Line for the extra magic hours, 10 minutes after extra magic hours started for Slinky Dog, was all the way backed up to the Little Mermaid show. So Absolutely absolutely crazy. And Toy Story Mania was all the way backed up to that little Incredibles area. Just, just 10 minutes in. I mean, I was there, you know, an hour before the park opened right there for extra magic hours. So, But you'll hear all about that on the uh, podcast on, once we release that episode. And just to reiterate uh, Hollywood Studios will be having extra extra magic hours starting with the opening of Galaxy's Edge 
that will be 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. The Galaxy's Edge will be open. Hollywood Studios will be open. So if you're going to go, plan on getting there at 5.30, ready to roll. No doubt. No doubt. And the other parks will be having extra magic hours as well in the morning, again, to alleviate some of that strain from Hollywood Studios. So anyway, back to Hollywood Studios. Uh, Disney did announce the name of the Star Wars hotel that has been rumored and announced. And it's going to be called the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. And this is going to be a two-day, two-night experience, fully immersive. So you check into the hotel, you ride a transport up to the ship, you are looking out the windows of the transport. It looks like you're getting closer and closer to the Star Cruiser, which is called the Halcyon. Once you're there, you enter an atrium area. Every room on board this ship is going to have windows that look out into space, including guest rooms, which look pretty cool. All kinds of interactive activities here. There's an excursion to Galaxy's Edge to Black Spire Outpost, but just all sorts of neat stuff here. You can interact with the crew. You can interact with other passengers. You can use a lightsaber to fight one of the little training remotes that, that floats in the air. Of course, it's Star Wars, right? So something's going to happen. Something's going to go wrong. It's going to be unbelievable, but it's going to be unbelievably expensive as well. We have we have kind of chronicled the news that's come out on this since you know the beginning, since the rumor actually started. You know, where Disney was sending out surveys to, to gauge interest level for something like this. You know, I I've heard two to three grand a person, which is you know people are going to pay it and people are going to do it. It is a Luxury experience at Disney World, you will have direct access to Galaxy's Edge from your resort, from a location standpoint, which is and, convenient. And you, you say that, but I think there there will obviously be some sort of you have to get on a shuttle to transport down to the surf. I mean, I mean, you're but not going to be able to walk out, from a, but you're working from a small resort. Very so it's true. Be really convenient. And and will it be? You know, will that access be? Could it be after hours? Could it be before hours? I mean, who knows? Because you're on this you're on this galactic cruiser, right? You're not really going to see the outside, so they could say whatever time they want it is, you know? Right, right. I mean, they certainly are going to have to allow people time to sleep, but they're not going to know if it's night or day. No, you're absolutely right. And there are there you're going to have you know children doing this all the way up to adults who spend their lifelong dream to interact and be in Star Wars. This will it'll sell out. I mean, this place will continually be booked. And, oh, yeah, and guaranteed. Disney, you know, it is expensive, but let me, let me, Disney's going to do it right. I mean, it, you know, Disney cruises are expensive, but Disney does it right. They go the extra mile. They're going to make sure this is a, one of those things you never forget. I don't know that I'm going to do this personally. And Pete, I, I don't think you're probably, you're going to do this, but we'll, we'll learn everything we can about it without doing it. Probably. And, and if the price goes down or we uh, somehow hit the lottery and decide to do this, then we'll have a firsthand experience with it. I think I'm more likely to book a, uh, a private you know, Disney guided tour than I am to do this. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still more likely to go stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge or, or something, <laughs> you know, contemporary Polynesian, something like that. But it does look cool. And again, I, I, to reiterate, we, we do think Disney's going to do this right. We do think it's going to be worth every penny you pay. Just I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan to justify spending that much money on something like this. And again, this is going to be like like Galaxy's Edge. The choices that you make on your Star Wars adventure are going to impact the story. There's going to be tons of spaces to explore on the ship. Disney's promised hidden areas, hidden things to discover. So really no telling what, what or who you're going to run into on this uh, Star Cruiser. But again, fully immersive, two-day, two-night. 
it sounds like once you're on, you're on, right? I mean, they're not going to – there's no breaking the immersion. That's right. So it's not like you're going to be able to pop out to, to hop down to Animal Kingdom for the day or anything like that. You're in this for the full experience. Well, let's go over to, I think, where we're going to spend the bulk of our time, and that is at Epcot. Now, there has been a lot announced for Epcot already. In fact, some of this was announced at D23 two years ago, and, and we're just now seeing the end results of it. But I think the, the biggest piece of news, and we're already starting to see it, but Epcot is going to be divided into four neighborhoods going forward. Four worlds, I guess. The, the presentation on Epcot really focused on you know Epcot being this continuously growing, continuously evolving place. And it's sort of fallen by the wayside in the past decade, two decades, something like that. Not a whole lot of change, not a whole lot going in there. So I think that's they're they're looking to really liven up this uh, this park, which which I don't I'm okay with. And they actually made a joke about putting in more shade, which would be superb because Epcot in July is not a fun place. And and you're right. I mean, Epcot needs the they don't I don't want to say they need this, but Epcot feels dated. And so cleaning it up and, and and bringing it to what the vision is supposed to be is going to be a welcome change. Absolutely. So to go through these these four neighborhoods, the first is you're going to have World Celebration. World Celebration is really the main corridor up the center of the park. So from park entrance all the way straight through Spaceship Earth, this is also going to incorporate a new pavilion, which is going to be constructed at the current location of World Showcase Plaza. Now, this I'm, I'm actually really excited about. This is this is going to be a, a combination festival and event center and park. And it's going to be a multi-story building, I guess, for lack of a better word. Disney has said this is going to be to quickly become a new icon of Epcot. I don't think anything is going to replace Spaceship Earth. But looking at the images of this, this looks really cool. And... The I think the crowning jewel of this is the top story is going to be a park. And it's going to be an open park that is a perfect place to watch whatever nighttime spectacular happens to be going on at Epcot. Yeah, this is going to be sick. This is one of the coolest changes Disney's doing. And they'll use it. I mean, I would assume since it's going to be a main festival center, it'll change throughout the year. I would expect so. So food, food and wine, flower right. and garden, you know, whatever's in there, festival, the holidays, whatever's in there, that's going to be the main festival center. Now, you talked about that top floor and, you know, there's dessert parties, there's viewing parties. I mean, it, there's going to be a charge for this. Either that or it's going to be a fast pass viewing area. Yeah, 100%. I would I would guess they're going to charge for it. Well, soon enough, they'll charge for fast passes anyway. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, it'll be one and the same at some point. You know, speaking of fast passes, I did see that you can now, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but you can actually, if you're staying at a deluxe resort, buy additional fast passes. And I want to say you can buy an extra either three or six a day. It's fifty dollars per person per day with a minimum of three days, and they don't have to be used at the same park. You don't have to make you can you can make all of them at the same time. So they're they're starting down that road. It's coming. Well, I mean, you, you see other parks that are successful doing it. Universal, and people pay it and think it's worth it. There's two options at Universal. You can get the one where you get a fast pass for one time for each attraction, or you can do the unlimited one. Disney will get there. Disney will get there. So, do you think that makes wait times better or worse? I think fast passes make wait times worse. But I mean, do you think selling fast passes make wait, will make wait times better or worse? Better. 
You think so? You think yeah, fewer you, people have fast you'd pass? You'd have fewer and, people doing it. Yep. I mean, I I think I would. Oh, I, I think don't, was I do it in with as, ex- as expensive as Disney is, I don't think it's worth it to to go without that. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Anyway, let's back get back to, our to four Epcot. Neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah. So, world celebration again. Main corridor entrance to Spaceship Earth and to this new uh, festival pavilion. World showcase is going to be the same as it is now. And we'll get into a couple of changes with World Showcase here in just a minute, but World Showcase is World Showcase. So you've also got World Nature, which is sort of, if you're looking at Spaceship Earth, the right side of the park, and this is where the land, the sea, and Figment, I don't really know how Figment fits into this, but it's Figment sort of in this this neighborhood are currently. And then finally, you've got World Discovery. And World Discovery is where Test Track is, Mission Space. This is where the new Play Pavilion, which we'll talk about in just a minute, is going. And, of course, the new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster will be, which we'll also talk about momentarily. And and the new Space Restaurant will be in the same area. Correct. So let's, let's just run down the list of everything else we've got. The new Epcot Nighttime Spectacular which is going to replace Epcot Forever, is going to be called Harmonious. And this is supposedly the largest nighttime spectacular ever created for a Disney park. What does that mean? You know, I'm thinking financially or 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 number of cast members. Who knows? I, all we know that it's going to celebrate the music of Disney and the impact inspiration that the music of Disney has had to people all over the world. You have no idea how terrified I am that this is going to be Rivers of Light Part 2. You have no idea. <laughs> it sounds just like it. Floats in the lagoon, moving fountains, lights, pirate, it, it's lasers. Terrified. But don't you think that Disney has learned their lesson from No, because Rivers they tried of to Light. fix Rivers of Light, and it's slightly better, but still not very good. But how much do they spend on Rivers of Light? A lot of money. I mean, so of course they're not just going to ditch it and, and put something else in, right? Just people, I just want, I want a story told. That's yeah. what, that's where I get connections. That, that's what makes a show repeatable for me. And, and that's tough. I mean, there are some shows where that happens, but I mean, look at, look at the current Castle Projection show at Magic Kingdom. Is there a story really? I guess there is. Yeah. Well, and it also pulls on my, my heartstrings because I mean, they hit. They do a really good job of mixing in what I consider to be Disney classics and then your modern day Disney that kids are watching. And and that's how I felt about Celebrate the Magic. Right. I, I felt like Celebrate the Magic did a perfect job of that. So that's you know, it, it'll be I mean, I think I, I think I said it on the podcast at one point. Illuminations was way better than I gave it credit for. And I'm just I want to make sure Disney continues to have great nighttime shows because it it's a drag to go to Animal Kingdom and have zero desire to go see Rivers of Light. I've never I've never seen it. I've never seen it in person. I've well, watched it on YouTube, but I've had no desire to ever stay at Animal Kingdom to see it. That's why I hope that that this will be fantastic and as long as see, and, and then you have some traditionalists who don't like the idea that Disney's going to if they don't want music that would be from Disney. You know, they don't want Disney movie music at Epcot. I'm I'm probably the other direction on that. I think it's fine. You're at Disney World. Epcot does the best job of not throwing Disney down your throat all day. I think it's okay but, to have. According to, I, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Bob Chapek that, that said they surveyed guests 
and guests wanted more Disney in Epcot. No doubt. And and they're, and they're doing it. And and again, you're, you'll have you. We have listeners, I'm sure, that hate the idea of Disney movies being incorporated into the World Showcase area with the music. But it's it's coming. Co- it's here. Coco is one of the most popular things that they show now in Mexico. The Coco show. It's Frozen it's is it's Frozen. One of the most popular rides at Epcot. Period. Absolutely. And and on that, you know what? I'll go ahead and jump into it. They they have Remy's Ratatouille coming in in uh in the World Showcase, which is again. You're not Disney. You're not Disneyfying the World Showcase, but people are at Disney World. You know, you've currently got Impressions de France playing in in France. They're going to actually be rotating that with a Beauty and the Beast sing along. I think this will be successful because I think the well, one Beauty and the Beast soundtrack is really, really well known, and it it just got rejuvenated here with the movie that came out. But two, did you know the Frozen sing along they have at Hollywood Studios? People like that. I mean, it, I mean, it, that theater packs out, and it, it is truly a sing-along. And they have the little Disney Junior area at Hollywood Studios that I believe is busy and, you know, kids dancing and singing. This will probably do well. I think so, too. I think so, too. I mean, when was the last so, time you saw Impressions de France? 20 years. I mean, yeah. Something like that. So they're also opening a new restaurant in, uh, in France. And it's actually going to offer table and quick service options, Le Creperie de Paris. So get it'll excited just, about that. It'll just make our decisions that much more difficult because they're going to add another great restaurant in Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> just what Epcot needs, right? That's right. Uh, staying with staying with the kind of the World Showcase where a lot of a lot of these changes are taking place, Canada Far and Wide and Circle Vision will debut January 2020. This is one that um, does not move the needle for me. I'm sorry for our Canadian listeners. I just, I barely explore the Canada Pavilion by design. Yeah, but but we went down there. Not not your last trip, but the trip before that. We spent yeah, no, a long time in the Canada Pavilion. No, and we it's, and we it's said, really pretty. Yeah, we said we had not been giving it the credit it's due, but I don't think I'm going to spend time in Circle Vision. I mean, I may go see this because it is different than what was there before. Oh, Canada. Yep. It is a completely different uh, video with a new story. There's that story. Maybe it'll connect with you. I might give it a give it a look. See once. I doubt this is going to be a repeat uh, repeat thing for me. But yeah, no, I'm 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 usually rushing from Canada to go do Journey into Imagination. So that's a must do. There you go. So United Kingdom Pavilion, and they actually brought Dick Van Dyke out to announce this. We'll be adding Cherry Tree Lane and a Mary Poppins themed attraction, and so. You'll actually walk down Cherry Tree Lane. You'll go into number 17 Cherry Tree Lane, which is, of course, the home of the Banks family, to get on this attraction. No clue what it's going to be. I they're would probably going to use They're probably going to use the chimney sweeps from the great movie ride because they're just cold like that. <laughs> would not be surprised if it's something like a Dumbo with, with umbrellas. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, it definitely could be. I think... I mean, I don't don't expect this to be like an e-ticket attraction. Don't don't expect this to be nearly as popular as Ratatouille or Frozen. But I I don't know Mary Poppins. Yeah, but Tom, you say that, but Frozen's not an e-ticket attraction either. And look how popular it is. Yeah, but I I just don't think I don't. It's look okay. Look how popular Aladdin is. I mean, it, if this is another same concept like that, I I just don't see it. And Mary Poppins, I don't think resonates with kids. I I think that's more the older generation that loves Mary Poppins. Now, yeah, I so do think would the you make this a dark this, ride? You know, visually, this is going to be awesome. 
But so would you make it a dark ride to appeal to those yes, older generation? Yes, 100%. 100% versus will make a, it a dark ride. You know, versus a Dumbo or versus something like that. Yeah, I don't want something right off the shelf. I would make it a dark ride and, and make this appeal more to the generation you're targeting. There, there's, there's a lot of things kids can do in Epcot. And I know at one point Disney felt like they had to move that direction because it didn't seem like there were a lot of things kids were doing. You, you could be okay with this being a dark ride, I think. I think that is everything in World of Showcase. So let's let's talk about Spaceship Earth for a minute. Now, Disney did announce that they're going to be renovating Spaceship Earth. And we have heard through the grapevine that it's going to be the first couple of scenes are going to be mostly the same, starting from the Industrial Revolution. So where the, the boy's back is turned to you and he's selling the newspaper, pretty much everything's going to be new from, from there on out. And then, of course, the end where you look up and you see the Earth is all that's going to be redone. Hopefully, they'll get something kind of exciting when you're going backwards down, you know, down Spaceship Earth because that does get a little tedious. Although we we did hear that uh, floating through those stars was was kind of cool. So yeah, it depends depends what you participate in. <laughs> depends on your mental state at the time, I guess. I, you know, they, they talked about a story light that is going to guide you through these scenes and bring them to life. I, there's going to be new narrators. I just hope they don't ruin this ride. It sounds to me that they're going to do to Spaceship Earth what they did to Figment. They just don't need to overthink it. Spaceship Earth is what it is, and it's still popular. I agree there needs to be. You, you really could just update this. You could take the same idea con- and concepts and just update the scenes to what does the future look like? You know, I don't know. It it bothers me doing that, though, because you think of Carousel of Progress. I was just going to say, if they're going to touch this one, it's not going to be long before they they change the last scene in Carousel of Progress. But, but you think about Carousel of Progress, and you think about, okay, uh, Space Mountain. So when you're going up the track in Space Mountain, you look over and you see those guys in the control room. Like, that could be updated, too. But if they did, would it be the same? I don't know. I think Disney knows this is... This is a really important attraction. I personally don't love Spaceship Earth. I'm not, I don't want to come off as one of this, you know, I'm not a Spaceship Earth guy, but. But you ride it every time you go to Disney World. ride it every time I go to Disney World because of the history behind it. I mean, it's, it's a cool, I mean, it's cool. It's just, you know, it needs to be updated. I just don't know how you do it without ruining it. Yeah, you've, you've got to be really careful here because you don't want to just change for the sake of change. But but it does need some updating. So interesting to see how they uh, how they take care of this. And then of course going out the exit of Spaceship Earth, you're going to be facing this new uh, Festival Center and Dreamers Point. There's going to be a new Walt Disney statue there. I think he's going to be sitting on some steps. So that'll be a nice touch. I think we need more Walt in the parks. So I, I like this. Yep, totally agree. Now going down towards. The Seas with Nemo and Friends, Disney did announce a, I don't know if you'd call it an attraction, uh, but it is Moana-themed called the Path of Water, or Journey of Water. Supposedly the water's going to have a life of its own here. I don't know if this means there's going to be fountains shooting all over the place or, or what exactly it's going to be, but it will be kind of educational that you will learn about the water cycle. I mean, you think of Moana, the water definitely had a mind of its own, so I don't know. The artwork that they showed did look kind of cool. It was very lush and green and lots of water. So we'll, we'll see what they come up with here. I think uh, we've already talked about this, but the Land Pavilion is getting a new film. 
called Awesome Planet, and this is going in where what was the Lion King attraction? And it's all upstairs on the second floor. Circle, yeah, I think it's, it's called Circle of Life. Circle of Life. So, new film called Awesome Planet. I'm assuming it's going to be about our awesome planet. Now, here, here the next one's something I'm really excited about: Guardians of the Galaxy's roller coaster. A lot of rumors. You can see, you can see permits and and. Uh, you know, rumor mill starts churning. This will be the world's first reverse launch roller coaster, and it'll rotate 360 degrees to keep focus on the action. The ride vehicle, I mean, it spins. I mean, you're you're on a track, and your ride vehicle spins, you know, independently of the the wheels, for example. But and we do have a name for this now. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy's Cosmic Rewind, which is appropriate. Yeah, if your reverse launch, right? I- I'm Who knows what's going to happen? Sick on this. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be. You know, you talk about the the ride vehicle spinning to keep the focus on the action. I don't think you're going to be spinning real quick. I, I'm thinking more of a roller coaster where, okay, maybe it's a combination roller coaster, Seven Horse Mine Train, for example. So you have roller coaster parts. You have slow, like you know, you're going up a lift hill maybe, and you see some scenery. I don't know that you can spin. Who knows? I would. I, mean, it, I would if enjoy. If it even it. resembles the teacups, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> you're not a teacup fan. I don't. And, and no, you're not going to be able to control this at all. This is going to be programmed to spin right where they want you to see. Where they yeah. want you to see. But still, if it if it's aggressively spinning and moving forward and back, I mean, there's just you know, I'm not trying to puke. Fair. That's fair. Well, space to two twenty. Is what I alluded to earlier when we were talking about um, World Discovery, the one of the four neighborhoods. Uh, space 220 will be a new restaurant admission space pavilion. We've talked about it. It's exciting. The the folks that will be handling the food and menu are really well thought of, and they have other restaurants at Disney World. Via Napoli is one of them. Yep. Uh, this will be a uh, you know a table service type restaurant, and it'll have a nighttime and daytime view of Earth from 220 miles up. Uh, I know we mentioned that when you look out the windows, you're not going to see the park. You know, it's going to be a screen, and uh, it'll you'll board a special elevator to get there. Views will be of Earth from space, so that'll be kind of cool. I mean, it's it's kind of the same thing. Disney's transporting you somewhere else in the world without actually moving you. And this is going to be part of the Mission Space Pavilion. So I don't know what that means, but uh, there you go. It'll be part of the Mission Space Pavilion. I feel like that pavilion is huge. Think of and it could just be because of the number of simulators that are in there, but think of how far you walk when you get off of that ride at, at times. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. So there's but a lot of the space restaurant in won't there. be in Mission Space. It, no, 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 no. Next to Mission Space, it'll be next to it. Yeah, yep. but it'll be considered part of the pavilion. Yeah, if, if this is maybe if they've always called it the Mission Space Pavilion, I was unaware until tonight. There you go. And then finally, the Play Pavilion, and, and we talked about this is going to be World Discovery. Not a whole lot of information about this. They did show some concept art and described it as an interactive city. I think this is going to be themed towards younger folks. Maybe not small children, but younger folks. I know that they talked about Edna Mode's going to be present here, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and there's another one, but I don't remember its name, or if it's a male or female. Water balloon fight with them. So it seems like there's going to be a lot of interactive games. I think the idea is for this to change somewhat regularly. I don't know about a lot, but somewhat regularly to keep it fresh. There, There is a pavilion 
it might be in I can't remember which Disney World it is. Tokyo or anyway. I think it, it's gonna be a kid friendly pavilion. It'll be where, you know, kids go and act crazy. And that's okay. And I'm excited about it. I don't know. I think of this as what was it Interventions West that had the all the stuff in it, the kind of interactive things? Yeah, it's one of the interventions, yes. I think it was Interventions West. But it's if it's going to be that, it's going to be that on steroids. Yeah, that's that's what my thought process is too. And I don't know that it, I don't know that it'll quite be like that. I'm I'm still thinking more for kids. I agree, but hopefully um, they'll they'll put either Body Wars or uh, Cranium Command back in there in some form. <laughs> that would be nice. I don't think it's going to happen. That would for sure be nice. And that's it. So we got a lot about Epcot. A lot of the stuff we we sort of already knew about, but Disney named it, gave us some opening dates, that that sort of thing. But all in all, a pretty underwhelming D twenty three. Not a whole, you know, not nearly as exciting as two years ago. I mean, think of think of everything we got from two years ago. Hell, I think yeah, Galaxy's no, Edge was announced not, two years ago, right? Yes, it's not it's not one of the most exciting D twenty threes. But keep in mind, we knew a lot already, and Disney has a ton of good stuff going on. So just just because it wasn't a ton revealed now, it's not like things aren't happening. You know, Disney's fiftieth right around the corner, and and we're we're building toward that. And and Disney's rightfully a little nervous, I think, right now with with the new Universal Gate being announced. Is this is this time for them to start thinking? Do we open a fifth gate? They have the land to do it, and I think I think ultimately I could see Disney with seven parks. But you right think now, that many. They're focusing, in my opinion, and you look look at the timeline of what they've done. They're they're knocking one park off at a time, and they're spending money on what they already have and enhancing those experiences before they go fifth gate. And I really hope that they continue to. Th- there's been a lot of backlash on some stuff. I think overall they've done a pretty decent job of keeping the old while incorporating the new. I guess. I mean, obviously, I'm not happy about closing the great movie ride. I think that this great Mickey ride, which was not mentioned at all at D23, by the way is going to fall flat on his face. And I hope so. But... I don't hope so because I want to enjoy it. No, I'm kidding, of course. But I think that they've done a fairly decent job of, of keeping that... You know, keeping a lot of the classic Disney stuff while, while incorporating some new things. And we're all... Look, we're all nostalgic for, for what Disney World was like in the past. I thought Maelstrom was a great ride until I went back and watched a, uh, a ride-through video of it. Frozen's a hundred times better. No doubt, no doubt about but, it. But but I had those memories associated with Maelstrom, and 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 I had those feelings that I associated with Maelstrom, and so of course I was a little bitter about it. But all in all, I think they've done a commendable job. Hopefully, we'll get more exciting announcements in another two years when uh, when when we're back for this. But there we go. Well, good stuff. That's it. All right. Well, uh, if you don't have anything else, we will go to the secret and trivia question for the week. What do we have this week? Yeah. So the secret of the night is uh, is in Animal Kingdom. It's a did you know? I think I've been uh, on a run of these, probably forty episodes straight now. But did you know that Expedition Everest track layout is actually a hidden Mickey when viewed from above? You can look this up on Google Maps or or just Google image hidden Mickey Expedition Everest. It's clear as day. I uh, showed it to Pete before the episode and make sure that he agreed with me that this is for sure a hidden Mickey, and it definitely is. So check that out online. I'll uh, be going to the trivia question of last week, and then we'll hit the one of this week. Trivia question of last week. When exploring Dino Land USA, you'll notice a sign that says Highway 498. What is that sign? 
what is that sign referring to and why is it there? It is actually referencing the opening of Dinoland and Animal Kingdom, which was April of 1998. Uh, that's the park's opening month and year there for 98. Uh, so appreciate the participation on that. That's, uh, that's kind of a cool, uh, something cool to look at when you go. Uh, and then trivia question of this week, what was Walt Disney World originally called? Pete and I have argued if this should be a trivia question or if, if it's uh, kind of if it's appropriate. But yeah, what was Walt Disney World supposedly originally supposed to be called? Uh, you can tweet us at podcast or email us at mendoww at gmail.com with your guesses. Look forward to all the participation. And don't throw the Florida Project out here because that's not It's it. not the Florida Project. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Pete. All right. Well, anything else for this week? No, I'm good. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at WDW Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendoww at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.